Welcome to the Shift Gold Friday Gold Wrap, your overview of this week's precious metals news. It's Friday, January 12th. I'm your host, Mike Meharry. Thanks for tuning in. A slumping U.S. dollar is driving gold towards its fifth straight weekly gain. Gold was up over 1330 this morning, touching its highest level since mid-September. Gold is up a little better than 0.7% so far this week and is set for its longest run of weekly gains since a streak that finished in the week ending April 14th of last year. As I record this podcast, gold is trading at 1329.30, silver is at 1716, and the silver gold ratio stands at 77.66. The dollar index, measuring the greenback against six major currencies, fell to its lowest level since September 20 at 91.689. APAC head of trading at Onada, Stephen Eines, said there was some strong buying out of China on Friday, suggesting some physical demand ahead of the Lunar New Year. There were other signs of strong demand for gold in the east this week. Demand for the yellow metal in rural India surged thanks in large part to higher crop prices. According to the Economic Times, gold demand in rural areas of India grew 15% in December over the previous month. Analysts say the trend will likely continue into January. A rise in the price of soybeans, gaur, and cotton have boosted the purchasing power of India farmers. A good season of monsoon rain also helped boost farmer income. Indians value gold as a store of wealth, especially in poor rural regions. Two-thirds of India's gold demand comes from these areas, where the vast majority of people live outside of the official tax system. December's strong demand was part of a broader trend in India. Gold imports into the country grew by around 67% in 2017, according to preliminary data released by GFMS. In another sign of strong gold demand in the east, the Perth Mint reported a surge in both gold and silver sales last month. According to data released by the Mint, the sale of gold coins and gold bars rose 13% to over 27,000 ounces in December. Silver fared even better, with sales surging 61% to over 874,000 ounces, up from around 544,000 ounces in November. Australia ranks as the second largest gold producer in the world behind China. The Perth Mint refines more than 90% of that country's gold. The Mint has been an important supplier of the surging German demand for gold. The World Gold Council released data on the inflows of gold into ETFs this week. Global gold-backed ETFs increased their holdings by 197.5 tons in 2017, an increase of 8.4% in global assets under management. Globally, gold-backed ETFs collectively held 2,363 tons of gold at the end of 2017, valued at $98.1 billion. Inflows of gold into ETFs are significant in their effect on the world gold market, pushing overall demand higher. European funds took in 75% of global inflows last year, adding 148.6 tons of gold. North American funds added 62.9 tons of the yellow metal. Asian funds saw net outflows of gold amounting to 12.9 tons, and other regions in the world had marginal outflows of just 1.1 tons. Germany was a primary driver of that gold moving into European ETFs. German-listed funds accounted for 35% of global net inflows in 2017. 
Relative sluggishness in the North American gold-backed ETF market compared to Europe mirrors a similar phenomenon we've seen in physical gold demand. While Germans have been buying gold at a torrid pace, North American investors have focused most of their attention on the surging U.S. stock market. Peter Schiff talked about the sagging U.S. investment in gold last summer during an interview at the International Metal Writers Conference, noting that a lot of investors who typically buy gold in America voted for Trump, and they're no longer worried about the economy. As a result, they're not buying gold. They're buying stocks instead. Even so, the U.S. gold market went into a deficit last year, according to analysis by SRS Rocco. So what accounts for this? Americans are actually exporting large amounts of gold. In 2016, the U.S. imported 374 tons of gold and exported 398 tons for a relatively small 24-ton deficit. But analysts estimate U.S. gold imports fell to around 250 tons in 2017, while exports increased to an estimated 475 tons. That equates to a whopping 225-ton net export deficit for last year. When you factor U.S. mine production and scrap supply into the equation, the U.S. gold market ended up with a 76-ton net total deficit last year. There was some interesting news out of China that isn't really getting nearly as much attention as it probably should. On Wednesday, Bloomberg reported China may slow or even stop its purchase of U.S. treasuries. In other words, a major source of U.S. government debt financing may be pulling out. This comes at the same time as the Federal Reserve has committed to shrinking its balance sheet. This could have serious implications on the U.S. economy. Congress just cut taxes, as you know, but they aren't doing anything about spending. As Peter Schiff pointed out in one of his podcasts this week, we are financing these tax cuts by borrowing more money, by running bigger deficits, and by selling more bonds. And if the largest buyer and owner of those bonds is saying, yeah, no thank you, who is going to step up and replace the Chinese? There's another question that remains unanswered. If the Chinese aren't going to buy any more bonds, does this mean they also aren't going to be rolling over the bonds they already have? China could be following the Fed strategy and simply letting their bonds mature and then decline to roll them over. That means they're going to be asking for their money back. If that happens, where is the U.S. Treasury going to get the money to pay the Chinese back? If the Federal Reserve is selling off its bonds too, where will the government get the money? As Peter Schiff said, that is a problem. It's amazing how few people are worried about a problem so potentially ominous as this one. Now, think about this for a moment. What was the 2008 financial crisis really all about? Too much debt. People took out too much debt and they put it into real estate. When the market crashed, the house of cards came tumbling down. What do we have today? Too much debt. And we're not just talking about federal government debt. Corporate and individual debt levels are also extremely high. Interest rates were key to the 2008 financial crisis, and they will play a key role again. In the years leading up to the financial crisis, a lot of people bought houses they couldn't afford. But because they got low interest teaser rates, that kept their payments low, at least for a little while. They bought in thinking that the increase in the value of their homes would allow them to refinance or sell when the teaser rate expired and their payment went up. But when the bubble burst, people were left holding the bag. So fast forward to today. As Peter said, the United States Treasury has a teaser rate on a $21 trillion national debt. And what the Chinese are saying with this bell they're ringing is that this teaser rate may be expiring soon and interest rates may be going back to normal. 
And as Peter said during an interview on the street this week, if interest rates go up, the government can't afford to pay interest on the national debt, which is exploding. Corporations can't afford to pay interest on their debt. Individuals can't afford to pay interest. The states can't aff- afford to pay interest. Nobody can afford to pay interest if rates go up. You have to believe rates will never go up to believe we are not heading for a major economic crisis. If the Chinese really do stop buying treasuries and the Fed follows through with its quantitative tightening, shedding assets from its balance sheets, interest rates are going to go up. In fact, bond yields are already creeping higher. The bottom line is the economy isn't as good as everybody seems to think it is. Donald Trump was right when he was a candidate. It's a big, fat ugly bubble. And now it's a lot bigger, fatter, and uglier than it was back then. This is a major reason now is the time to buy gold. My mom lives in Florida, and over the summer, she was telling me about all of the people freaking out trying to get supplies as Hurricane Irma approached. She was sitting pretty. She makes sure she's stocked up well before hurricane season even starts. It saved her a lot of money and grief last year. You don't want to be the guy at the store trying to buy water for 30 bucks a case as the hurricane rolls in. You need to get ready now. For more information, talk to a Shift Gold Precious Metals Specialist today. Just call 1-888-GOLD-160. That's 1-888-465-3160. Well, that's a gold wrap for this week. You can get more details on all of these stories and more, and keep up with the latest precious metals news and analysis throughout the week at shiftgold.com news. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the Friday Gold Wrap at iTunes. It's free, and there's a link on the show notes page. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you again next week.